Three. Hey everyone, this is Marissa Carpico, the film editor at thepopbreak.com. I am here with our TV editor, Matt Taylor. Say hello, Matt. Hey everyone. I'm so excited to talk about Rent Live. Just kidding. <laughs> I mean, we could if it were. It, there's so much more to talk about. Um, but we're not here to talk about that. We're talk, here to talk about the other thing that was on TV at the same time, which we, let's just be honest about it, did not watch. Nope. Uh, live. <laughs> um, the SAG Awards. Um, this is part of our sort of Oscar conversation. We're going to talk a little bit about TV as well, but... Um, it is definitely most interesting for the Oscar implications. Um, the big surprise of the night was that Black Panther won what is the equivalent of uh, the Best Picture Award. It's basically Best Ensemble cast. Um, I I was shocked when I read it. And yeah, it's... Pleasantly it's surprised. Big, yeah, pleasantly surprised. But um, what else you want to talk... Uh, what do you want to say about it, Matt? Um, I think this is a nice change of pace for the Oscar race because... Um, I kind of thought Black Panther was going to be one of those films that did very well below the line, but um, mm-hmm. had no real shot at Best Picture. It was more of like a like um, an honorary nomination that we get a lot of now that we've expanded the Best Picture fields from five to ten, yeah, but, uh, or it's a potential ten. But um, no, like I I think in this weird year, this kind of makes it one of the top contenders. To be honest, yeah. which is yeah. exciting. Some yeah. of the challenge Green Book. <laughs> Yeah, we definitely have been talking about um, on past Oscar podcasts how, I think we talked about it in the Golden Globes even, um, that the SAG Awards are kind of the best indicator typically um, because the acting branch is the biggest branch of the the Academy. So it really says something that it won, you know, for actors. They They really love that film. And that's a decent crop of film, although it doesn't have Green Book, which is interesting. Um, and actually probably a good sign. Let's, let's get realistic here. Mm-hmm. Um, considering <laughs> it maybe maybe the actors will save us on, ele- on, on not election night, um, for Indian slip, um, <laughs> on, on Oscar night. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, hopefully that is a good sign. Um, but everything else that was up was in case no one is reading the list currently, a star is born, black Panther, black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody and crazy rich Asians. And, all of those would have been great, except for Bohemian Rhapsody, and thankfully that didn't win. The Bohemian Rhapsody nomination, which I don't think we've been able to talk about um, on any of our Oscar pods, for, I mean, Best Ensemble, is literal insanity, because who else in that movie gave even a remotely impressive performance? Yeah, it, are we just happy to see Mike Myers back? Like, honestly. <laughs> it's so, like, you know, sure, the kid from Jurassic Park glue up, or glowed up, glowed up. Um, yep. the, kid, the proper slang um, the kid from Jurassic Park glowed up but like you know what Like, it's not exactly worthy of an award here no no nope nope and it, it's just it's such a it's, it's indicative of how much passion they felt for um, that film but even like Crazy Rich Asians nomination is very exciting I, I'm happy I, I don't know if these voters take the, the actual wording of the of the um, the um, category series, like Best Ensemble. Mm-hmm. Like, a Bohemian Rhapsody nomination suggests that they just view it as their best picture. But Creative Agents is a great nomination, then, because um, that's It has really, a great ensemble. Yeah, like, every single person just kills it in their part. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, it's it, it's interesting. And I was happy to see A Star Is Born up there, too, because that's one where 
the obviously so much of the conversation is around Gaga and Cooper, but unlike Bohemian Rhapsody, everyone else has some pretty impressive stuff with the few minutes they're given. Yeah. Yeah, I think it um I will say I think the A Star is Born not winning this one it puts a nail in its coffin. Yeah. For picture. It's done, I think, unfortunately. Yeah. It'll get the best original song and I'm pretty much ready to say that's it. <laughs> yeah, that I mean it fits with the uh history of A Star is Born, so, you know, not surprising. Um yeah, I think anything else you want to add about I mean I I, I did actually watch like the second they won when when the name was read. And um, just the pure excitement of that cast, even this basically a year in <laughs> to promoting this thing, it's just real. They're so charming, you know. Yeah, they seem really great. It's incredible how it's a it's a good mix of like talented actors that we that we've known for mm-hmm. a while, like Angela Bassett, who hasn't been given this sort of opportunity in film in yeah. a long time. But then like young actors that are very exciting. I mean, and like with people like Michael B. Jordan and uh, Chadwick Boseman and. and I guess to a degree, little Peter Nyonga, they've never yeah. been like, we've known them, but they've never been like, they haven't been announced as a star until this movie, basically. Yeah. It definitely elevates at least, uh, Lupita and Michael B. Jordan into like a list status mm-hmm. and possibly even, uh, Denai Guerrero because she, she fucking runs away with that movie, man. She's so good. I yeah. am such a fan of hers. She's, She's also a great writer, and I, her play a couple years ago, the one that Lupita was in, was is one of the best plays I've ever seen. So missing she that is, is one of my biggest regrets. I'm so oh, upset I missed that one. My friend and I saw it together, and it, we, we cried. I, you know, I would love. I wish somebody should adapt that play. Or actually, I think they are. Um, slash, somebody should just give her a movie rights. Like, write, let let the woman write anything. I would watch it uh, for sure. They're sure. adap- um, she's adapting for Lapita Americana. The um, I know that, yeah, which I is can't, so exciting. I can't fucking wait for that. Like, just the thought of it is so thrilling to me. I can't wait for that. If you're listening and haven't read Americana, you must read that book. <laughs> oh, it's so it's it's so good. It's just so good. It was the fucking last book I read to... in my undergrad, and it's amazing. Oh. Wow, that's <laughs> wild. I was definitely working. Um, like you know, listen, processing numbers and while listening to it, um, yeah, I, that's that basically covers it. I, again, I would have been happy to see any of those win, but I'm glad I'm thrilled Black Panther won. I'm very surprised. Yeah, um, I, who are you predicting going in? No, Rhapsody probably. Yeah, that weirdly made the most sense, and now mm-hmm. that it didn't win, it's like like oh, like that had no chance. It's it's a very funny way the Oscars. Yeah. <laughs> or like the Oscar season plays out. I don't know. I think it probably still had a chance. It just didn't. It just didn't win. You know. It would have been uh, a big yikes moment if it did. It, <laughs> it would have been so bad. Like less than a week after. Um, actually, I think I guess it's been a week now. Uh, after the the Brian Singer thing, it, it would have been. Um, it could. It wouldn't have been. Nothing would have been more disastrous. Um, it would have been so bad. Oof. Uh, yeah. Um, but there were that threw everything into madness and it also threw a couple out of category, other categories into madness. The one category, well, not necessarily. Um, but one of the categories it didn't throw into like that, it definitely solidified was a uh, male actor in a leading role, uh, which was Rami Malek speaking of Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, you know, we all knew that was coming at this point, but I, I still, I still would have liked another option. <laughs> so I have to say, I think he's, the de facto frontrunner now, 
But oh, he was, yeah. The thing to consider is that SAG voting took place entirely before the Atlantic story. And Oscar no, voting... it, it, there was a two-day overlap. There was? Oh, wow. That doesn't make sense. Never mind. He's going to win just, to get, just getting people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two-day overlap. Uh, two oh. day, I mean, a lot of people probably had their ballots in, but they're always late. They're always stragglers. And I like definitely saw SAG member friends of mine being like, oh, voting today. Um, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, I think I don't think there's a way he loses. I really don't. Like, on some level, the Brian Singer stuff has already seemed to dissipate in the conversation, which is shocking. It's insane. And the interesting thing is that he he wasn't fired from, as of recording, he wasn't fired from the Red Sonja film he's doing. And, um, like... What actor will work with him? Like it's like I don't know. That's I don't sort of thing. It's like that's like a death wish for your career. In addition to just being a moral dilemma, like yeah, it, yeah. I mean, I, I, Anthony Rapp said it on Twitter. Anybody who is who agrees to work on that film is gonna they're gonna be burned to hmm. the ground. It's just a fact. Um, but yeah, I, I'm. I guess it definitely says that. Cooper doesn't have a chance. I, like, again, I was really hoping that, like, the actors were all going to be sort of a Star is Born fans. And I'm sure they are. I mean, the, the the number of nominations alone suggests that they are. But I was hoping they would, like, you know, that would be the last little push for it. But it clearly isn't. <laughs> At this point, um, I'd be happy with, like, anyone but Malik and um, Mordenstern getting it. Simply be on the basis that the two of them... In addition to giving bad performances, I think. Yeah. Well, Malik's, like, fine, but, like, um, Mortensen's bad. But yeah. um, the two of them are just giving the worst interviews I've seen in an Oscar campaign in recent memory. Like, it's like <laughs> yeah. every interview is just such a giant train wreck. And Malik has, like, this easy narrative of a way yeah. he could, like, be, like, talking about the Brian Singer story while still making himself look okay. And he's just, like, really sticking to this story of, like, I had no idea, and then not bringing it up, and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Like, it's he also like... still has not figured out to talk about the homophobia of the film. Yeah, that's that's the the main thing. I mean, like, Malik is straight, and yeah, um, I it seems like especially with straight men, like there's this whole idea of like, well, how is it homophobic? It has gay kissing in it, and I'm like, God, like approach it with some nuance, people. <laughs> like, it's like, I, I, it doesn't help, of course, that like. Like it got an HRC award, I'm pretty sure, or like was like, like the, the HRC tweeted about a human rights campaign. For those who don't know, yeah, um, like the human rights campaign tweeted about like the movie in celebration months ago when it came out. So like, there's definitely a weird narrative around the movie, but it's like yeah. learn how to get like a good PR team and learn how to give like a stock answer. Because like I hold no ill will towards Rami Malek for taking the part, and like it's not his fault the movie stumbles with the way it depicts um, queer men. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, you know, learn how to talk about it. <laughs> right. By this point, like, does are his agents bad? Like, I don't understand. None of them are being, are, are saying, like, listen, you keep getting flack for this shit. Like, I, like, talk to, get some fucking media training on this. It, it just is bizarre. I, I don't really get it. Um, and, and also, don't forget that Christian Bale is nominated for actors. So don't, don't, let's not say anyone but those two. I think there's anybody, anybody but those three. So they're really only the options, <laughs> the best options for the Oscar are really just, 
Bradley Cooper with a surprise and Willem Dafoe with a little a, a true come out of nowhere win. <laughs> it'll be it'll be interesting. I was really upset um, with the SAGs to not see John David Washington nominated at the Oscars in addition to like after like following through from his SAGs nomination. Like that was a surprise, and um, I'm happy he got honored somewhere at least. Yeah, that's a good point. I, yeah, it's a shame. I, it's it's a good performance, and yeah, it's a good performance. We'll talk about I, it more. Later. Um, yeah, you'll he- you'll hear about it um, in our series of uh, very brief podcasts on the nominations each each category. Uh, keep a, keep an eye out for that in a couple of weeks. <laughs> realistically, <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, anything else before we move on to lead actress? Let's move on to the ladies. All right, they're better um, to talk about anyway. Yeah, I'm sorry. Female actor in a leading role. They 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 always call it actor in in the sex. That's why it's called the actor the award. Um, Winner is Glenn Close. So Glenn Close is winning an Oscar this year. Cool, cool, cool. 100%. <laughs> it's not even a joke to you where everyone else doesn't have to show up. Yeah. She's going to win. <laughs> yeah, cool, great. Um, yeah, that's now we know that for sure. Um, Lady Gaga definitely broke a vase today, you know, or yesterday, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I feel like, poor Gaga. She must just feel like, feel like I have to do this all over again in a few years with another movie. Like, yeah. Um, it's, it'll be interesting. I don't know. I'm uh, I'm happy I like Glenn Close in general because <laughs> then I can just kind of be like, sure. <laughs> like what, in one of the best years for leading actress in the past five years. And right. we're gonna give it to a very mediocre movie. Yeah, <laughs> but, the corny movie's gonna win. But like, you know, she's nice and she's given so many good performances already, so I'm like, whatever. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I could be angrier. But I would truly prefer just about every other woman nominated in that in that uh, category. Uh, like every like everyone, either the like Coleman Gaga McCarthy in terms of the Oscar nominations. I love all those performances, and Aparicio is it's, that's not a movie I love, but like she's very good. Mm-hmm. And what a what a win for diversity that would be. It would be. Deadline yeah. on the day we, um, we're we recording, I don't know if you saw this, published this very <laughs> yikes op-ed about how like the movie is um, getting all the Roma is getting all the Oscar nominations through signal virtue, signal virtuing and all that or stuff. Or virtue signaling, you mean? Virtue signaling, yeah, I'm sorry. They're fake terms that <laughs> we should not be using. Yeah. But, um, so like, reading yeah, that... Yeah, so I, I want to show people that I'm a nice person, or... Even if it's not, maybe it's not for show. Maybe I'm just a nice person. <laughs> it's just like wild. And I was like, deadline, what is this? But um, but no, it's this is one of those years where I think there are so many good nominations. That, like Literally every one of the nominations, including Close's performance, are good. It's just that it's like there's like at least 10 other people I can yeah. think of who deserve the slot over her. Yep, and... we're talking about Regina Hall for people who are confused. Yes. <laughs> I meant Regina Hall ten times. Like, that's when I said there are ten other actresses. I mean Regina Hall ten times. <laughs> yeah, Regina Hall in, in, in Support the Girls, Regina Hall in The Hate You Give, Regina Hall in Scary Movie 1. 100%. <laughs> A retroactive Oscar win is necessary. Yeah, exactly. But, um, no, but I guess, I mean, there are worse things than Glenn Close getting an Oscar for this movie. Like, I don't know. At least she's yeah. good. That's what I'm telling myself. At least she's good in it. It's not like one of those career Oscar wins where you're like, oh, okay, like, <laughs> you, this is your worst performance, but I guess you need an Oscar. <laughs> yeah. it Right. At least it wasn't Albert Nobbs. Like, 
it is the it is going to be the Butterfield Eight of this of her career though. Mm-hmm. Butterfield Eight being for those who don't know, um, what Liz Taylor won hers for, which is crazy also because it's like not it's a not good, good movie. <laughs> there, if I remember there are correctly. fifty other good movies that she made, and it was like Butterfield Eight. Like she's not even dying. Why? Like, <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, with had a terminal illness at that point, sure, but like Marvel Eight, like she was at the height of her career. She would have done another good one, whatever. This, I am spoiling our eventual podcast on that year. Yeah, get um, excited, people! We have a fun project coming up in the in. I was about to say the new year, and I meant like after the Oscars, but you know, March, the new year. Yeah, but um, yeah. we got an exciting project in. coming up. Yeah, <laughs> but um, no, it's like with with close. I just think it's like. It's, we're gonna look stupid if she ends up making that Sunset Boulevard movie that, like, based on like the musical that she's done based on the 1950s film. Right. If she's been trying to make that for a while. I remember seeing on awards awards watch the forums, which is not the best source, but like they tend to know things that yeah. like Ryan Murphy was attached at one point and everything. like oh that. Oh my god! If that happens, like, and she would definitely get an Oscar for that, then we're gonna look stupid for insisting she gets it for fucking the wife. Yeah, you know, for example, Emily, uh, or not Emily, uh, Emma Stone winning for La La Land when we could have given her, her one this year. Yeah, no, that we look stupid with that one too because it's we like, look real so stupid because you know what, Jackie was robbed. A hundred percent, literally. Like you watch these performances and you're like, all right, Natalie Portman just like gives it her all, and Emma Stone, who I like a lot. This is not meant to. We love be, Emma Stone. Who yeah. doesn't love Emma Stone? She dances. That's what she does in that movie. There's nothing that impressive about it. And we gave her an Oscar for it. She's America's sweetheart, and we gave it for her. We gave her an Oscar for that. I'd rather her get an Oscar for it. Easy A. Like oh yeah, or this. I mean, literally, she was going to give us this like a couple years later. Come on. Oh, stupid. We're so stupid. We're really dumb. Um, <laughs> it's just a field of. It's just a a series of Butterfield dates. Um. So, speaking of Emma Stone, uh, we can talk about um, female actor in a supporting role. Um, Emily Blunt won for A Quiet Place, which we talked about months ago, I think, when I think when the Globes nominations got announced. That wasn't even months ago. It was like a month ago. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Time's moving at a weird pace. It's okay. It does feel like it happened 17 years ago, though. Um but anyway, uh, yeah. So Emily Blunt won for a Quiet Place. I'm 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 happy about that. You know, I like to see Emily Blunt win things. Um, I w- I am surprised Emma Stone, Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz didn't win. Um, mm-hmm. I think they're probably pretty lucky that um, Emily's not nominated at the at the Oscars. I think if anything, this is an indication that. Regina King probably has her Oscar on lock since Emily yeah. Blunt was not nominated for the Oscar. And, yeah. like, clearly they didn't have any passion for the other four performances. No, three performances that did carry over, Rachel Wise, Emma Stone, and um, Amy Adams. Amy Adams, yeah. Yeah, so it's just like, I guess this means Regina King's probably probably going to win, which is good, I th- um, hopefully. Yeah. We're going to talk about it eventually. Um, you'll hear it on the um, individual uh what's it called nomination podcast but like the fact that you just couldn't remember amy adams's name right now it's just uh, just speaks to how much we didn't like vice just and i am probably the biggest amy adams stand that i know so it's like i mean i would definitely fight you for that but yeah it, you're you're a big fan 
Hey, hey, you said Enchanted was just okay recently, and... It's fine. (laughs) And you know what? Like, I had that soundtrack out of my iPod Nano in in middle school, so, you know, like... She's great. She's great. The film is there. That film is definitely a film. It's a good movie. I'm going to fight you on that. (laughs) But, no, you know, I feel the same about Amy Adams potentially winning for Vice that I did about Julianne Moore winning for Still Alice, where it's like... I love both those actresses so, so, so much, and they have given so many awards-worthy performances, mm-hmm. and it, to give them the Oscar for a movie that no one feels particularly passionate for, passionate about, and, like, didn't even really make a wave is just so disappointing. Nobody even saw it. I saw it, and I'll tell you, the thing I remember most from it is when um, Alec Baldwin says to Kristen Stewart, you're a better man than I am, and I passed out in the theater. Um, <laughs> that's it. That's the only thing I remember about that movie. I mean, that's not true. I, she's great, but it's it's really understated, and I don't think I'd ever watch it again, even though it isn't quite lovely. Um, I actually never even saw it. Still, Alice. Um, oh, it's quite. It's actually quite good. I, I mean, was in honestly. college at the time, and it did not expand to New Jersey, and I was not making enough money to travel to the city. Yeah. So now I just see everything in the city, but I was not at the point in my life where I could. So I was like. I gotta sit this one out, Julianne. And I was very upset because I love her so much. It played in the city for about 20 minutes. I caught the one showing. Literally um, no one saw it. Like, yeah. <laughs> the theater was empty. I think it was a Saturday. Um, <laughs> do we want to talk about anything else there? Um, I think we've covered that one realistically. I was happy for some Mary Queen of Scots representation. Oh, listen. Mary Queen of Scots for the win. I just had a conversation about Mary Queen of Scots this day in 2019 with someone saying, because they had just seen The Favorite, and they were like, how's Mary Queen of Scots? And I was like, not as good, but also great for yeah, very different reasons. 100% worth going. Yeah. Um, oh, love it. The love it so much. Um, support, actor in a supporting role. Uh, Mahershala Ali won. He is going to win a second Oscar, which is thrilling, honestly. I, I like him in that movie. I, you know, I think that movie's shit, but he's very good in it. I'm happy he's going to win a second Oscar. I'm hoping that this confirms like his talent to people and yeah. gets him better options, even though he's in that movie Alita coming out in a few weeks. And I'm oh. like, I'm like, oh, God, why, why are you here? Like, it's like, like, just get a better agent. But um, that's the like um, Pluto, Pluto Nash of his of his second Oscar win. Do you know what I'm talking about? Truly. It, it looks wild. Like, <laughs> I just saw that, um, I went to the movies with some friends recently who are not regular moviegoers and they yeah. saw this trailer and they were like, is this real? Like, they were like, what is this movie? And then one of my friends, like, in this horrified voice is like, why are her eyes like that? It's, <laughs> it's so just... horrifying. The thing is, it was supposed to come out on Christmas and then they realized, oh, we made a piece of shit and there's good movies coming out that day. We shouldn't do this. It's like, oof, like, yeah. Big yikes. But, yeah, um, big yikes. Big but yikes. Um, back to the SAGs, I was really hoping that Richard E. Grant would have some sort of, like, yeah. surprise win here and, like, get the momentum to win an Oscar. But I guess there's that's not in the cards. And it's like, whatever. Maybe, maybe he'll have another chance. Or, I don't know. He's the winner in my heart. <laughs> Same. I. That was sad. I was really hoping for it. Especially because he's just so... He's so good in that movie, and um, when he was nominated for an Oscar, that little video he made and posted online was just so sweet. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, you know, I'm not mad at Mahershala Ali for winning for, for certainly, but it would have been lovely for Richard E. Grant to like 
get that um, get that nomination. Yeah, I mean, he's in the new or Star win, Wars. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, oh wait, really? Yeah, he's gonna be in the, in the new Star Wars. So oh I'm like, you know, at least he'll be sticking around. Maybe he'll be like the Laura Dern of Star Wars Episode Nine and be the best part of it. So like, yeah. you know, that'd we, be great. We can dream. But I would love that. I, I would know. love a, a repeat Laura Dern, but with Richard Grant. You know. Oh, and then we get the new trilogy about just their characters. <laughs> I would. I I definitely want the one I want is the. Well, I guess they can't do it now, but like, you know. Uh, Carrie Fisher's daughter is alive. They could have her play young Carrie, and and then um, they could find someone who looks like young Laura Dern, and then you know I want to hear their backstory. Thank you very much, but uh, that's not what Star Wars fan, fans want because they hate women. So oh well, um, <laughs> you heard me, Star Wars fan. Um, <laughs> it was so funny. Um, if we could, we, we're going, we're going to go on a tangent because I think our episodes are best when we're silly. Um, I I'm not a Star Wars fan. Like at all, they, those movies mean nothing to me. But um, I saw Last Jedi at like the Thursday night screening, so like I had no idea what the public's reception of it would be, mm-hmm. and I was like, I was like, this is the best movie ever! Oh my god, like what is this? Is so good! I was so excited to like talk about it with other Star Wars fans, and then they all hated it, and I was like, oh, of course, like it's like they hated it. The one oh, time we'll I like hardcore Star Wars fans, like people who live it. I remember listening to a podcast afterwards where these two people cried. They were just, they thought it was so beautiful. <laughs> like, they could not handle it. And I was like, that's what I'm looking for. And I, I really think it's just like um, the same strain of assholes who just like, again, they don't like women and they don't like people of color. Sorry about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, good for you for wrapping it up in other excuses about like your dumb childhood. Um, we're gonna but I can't so keep talking about hate. it because Trust me, that'll be part of my review. I'm I'm burning the bridges. <laughs> <laughs> this is the theme of our podcast. We're just burning all the bridges. Burn the bridges. Um, um, but yeah, that's, yeah, that wraps up my thoughts on Maharshala Ali winning Best Supporting <laughs> Actor at the SAG Awards. Woo! Um, that basically covers the um, film categories. Uh, although um, Black Panther also won Best Action or like Best Action by a Stunt Ensemble in a Motion Picture, which um, is isn't is insane honestly mission impossible fallout should have won that that should be an oscar category like yes i i cannot believe in the year of our lord 2019 they have not um made that uh category yet i mean yeah. granted they're trying to remove categories from the show so you know maybe like it's not just we're not in the climate where that could where that could happen but yeah you know it's so disrespectful actors it's better than a hard. popular film category and tom cruise is literally killing himself yeah, he won't rest, I, I truly believe, until he dies making one of them. <laughs> They're going to call it the Tom Cruise uh, Memorial Stunt Action, Stunt on or Stunt Performing Oscar is what it's going to be. On, I find it so funny that he, like, you know, we'll be talking a lot about previous Oscar years eventually, but, mm-hmm. like, um, one thing that just blows my mind about, like, the 80s and 90s is that Tom Cruise was, like, a legitimate Oscar contender mm-hmm. for, like, so many things, and now he just does these movies, and... I love all three of his Oscar nominated performances, but I'm like I'm be totally fine with him just making a new Mission Impossible movie every year and just like never trying to do anything prestige worthy again. <laughs> yep, I uh, you know to bring it back to Rent Live, I want to see him break. A, he, we've seen him break a foot on screen, but I definitely want to see him die on screen because they use the take where he breaks his foot. Unlike Which is Rent so Live. painful. Yeah. <laughs> Are we saying that Tom Cruise should have played Roger in Rent Live? Like I watched oh, that. Oh my god. <laughs> Yes, because 
I Rock of Ages is a flaming pile of shit. One of the worst movies I ever watched. <laughs> I remember seeing that movie at the Ziegfeld in New York City, which is one of the biggest theaters. It's this old movie house. Now it's a fucking event space. And middle-aged women literally stood up when he was performing because they were so moved by his sexuality. And even I, young Marissa, was like, as the movie was starting, thinking like, Tom Cruise shouldn't have played this role. He's like too old to have sex appeal anymore. And by the end of it, I was like, no, I'd still fuck Tom Cruise today, right now. Give me his number. (laughs) End tangent. Um, TV categories. Is there anything you you want to talk about specifically that's exciting? Um, Honestly, the TV categories were so boring. Like, the one thing I did find funny was that I, this morning when I was getting ready for work, I just put the news on in the background. Mm-hmm. And they were covering the, um, like, like doing a quick recap, and they play like ten seconds of Alan Alda's like acceptance speech for the Kaminsky method, and mm-hmm. he was talking about how like TV and is so imp- or acting is so important because you get to offer like people's windows into point of views they never get to see before. And I was like, you're the Kaminsky method, like. <laughs> What point of view are you offering to anyone? <laughs> yeah. Oh, more stuff about actors? Cool. Do you mean Alan Arkin, by the way? Yes, I'm sorry. They're the same person in my mind. <laughs> wow. Shots at Alan Arkin and Alan Alda. Um, <laughs> I pulled no punches in this episode. <laughs> it's true. Um, I will say, I just started watching um, Assassination, Assassination of Gianni Versace, and I'm I'm just glad to see a, um, a, half, a half Filipino win an award. That is very, very exciting. I'm. I have not watched Versace yet because it just it sounds so heavy and like. I don't know if it's I dark. have. Yeah, I don't know if I have. I've read a lot about some of the episodes, like the whole Judith Light episode, which I don't know if you've got into yet. But like, I literally just watched that last night. It's great. It sounds amazing, but it also sounds like something that I will just be like truly destroyed over. And I'm like, I don't know if I have the space, the mental space to watch this. But I'm happy that it's supposed to be so good. Um, I have my mixed thoughts on Darren Chris and his interviews. Like, I think he needs to stop talking sometimes. But um, he really does. His terror of being thought gay during Glee was so obnoxious. Yeah, it, and it's just the sort of thing because now his, his whole campaign is like, oh, like I'm gonna stop taking gay parts because like it's taking away parts from gay actors, and I'm like. Yeah, you just won an Emmy for it, so of course, like, it's okay for you to do it. It's just, it's so tone deaf, and I'm like, <sighs> the point's not, like, like, don't steal parts from gay actors. It's, like, elevate people, because, like, it's great that he won't take those parts, but then those stories won't get told, period. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I am I have mixed feelings about him as a as a person, but you know what? Like, I am I like him. I, um... And when, he was, like, the bright spot in Glee for years. So, like, when that show became a mess. Yeah, Versace's dark, but Glee was dark for much longer. Oh, truly, 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 <laughs> so bad for so long. But his, um, hey, their Teenage yeah, Dream performance that he did was their best musical performance in the whole show, I think. Wow. <laughs> I, I'd really have to sit down and think about that. Um, You're not constantly thinking about Glee and, like... I mean, where, I am. But where like, you'd rank not, all the songs. That's certainly not the performance I'm thinking of all the time. But, like, you you, you know, I was... I'm a different person. Like... <laughs> this is true. <laughs> you, you and I have different, you know, uh, desires, realistically. Um, <laughs> it's tough to say. I don't know. God. This is yeah. our Glee podcast, everybody. We're, yeah, we, we're, we're going to do off. a Glee retrospective. And as soon as it hits the 10-year mark, you best believe I am doing a Glee retrospective. Hold it, I think your it hits that, that might hit that this year, which is disgusting. 
It's what? like 2009. Oh my god. Yeah. It's hitting 10 years. Oh my god. God, I'm so old. BRB <laughs> jumping out my window. Um, yeah, everything else was kind of expected in terms of TV, right? Patricia Arquette for Escape at Denimora, which would have would not have been expected five, like, you know, two months ago, but um, is now. Um, the big narrative there with Patricia Arquette winning is that they just don't like Amy Adams because... Um, Seriously, what the fuck? She's losing every... She lost the Golden Globe. She lost the um, the SAG now. And I think that means she's going to lose the Emmy in in September, which is insane because it's like, not only does Sharp Objects have HBO in its corner, and HBO knows how to campaign like, like hell for anything that they're producing. Hell yeah. But like, you know, she's Amy fucking Adams. Like, it's like, she's super well liked and gives, honestly, I'm going to say like, one of her, it's hard to judge, but like, because like, she's getting eight chances to play this character, but mm-hmm. like... I think it's probably her best performance. Like, it's it's very different from American Hustle, but like, I'm more impressed impressed by where she goes in Sharp Objects. Like, did you watch yeah. Sharp Objects? I still have not. Um, I still have not. I'd be curious to hear your thoughts. Um, I think she, she's really, really great in it, and I guess she's just not winning, which is literally insane. Right. It's like she's very well liked, but like, is she? Why do her act fellow actors and actresses hate her? What's going on? She's so private about her life. Where I'm like, is there something we don't know? Like, is she is she mean? I hope not. I don't want her to be mean. I, love, I can't I, imagine her being mean. I really can't. It. it I just can't. <laughs> I, don't I don't, know. Like, I just don't want to. Also. I know. I'd be so heartbroken. Like, uh, I. The one thing I could possibly guess is that. There was never a year where she was, like, had the showiest part. Like, there was always some other woman competing with her in either supporting actress or leading actress that, like, just had, like, this, like, showy part with this great narrative. But, you know, it's like, she has to get something eventually. Like, what does she have to do? Right. What, does she have to remake Butterfield 8? Um... (laughs) That's the secret. (laughs) This is a Butterfield 8 podcast. Um... (laughs) Jesus Christ. Um, Patricia Arquette also benefits from her show, like, literally was just on. You know, like, it's, mm-hmm. it's been a couple months since Amy Adams was on A Sharp Object. It's like, recency bias is real, you know? It is. And also, I mean, actually, I've never watched um, Patricia Arquette's show, so I can't speak to what that tone is like. But <laughs> um, Sharp Object is very grim and very hard to, like, stomach at points. So, you mm-hmm. know... Like, maybe that's playing a part, even though people have no problem watching True Detective. So, like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, well, you know, we've already called out a lot of people for their problems, but that's, I feel like I know exactly what the issue is there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the, the only really other exciting one, like, Bateman for Ozark is predictable, but also I still don't understand it, like, even though he's won a bunch now. They um, love him. Like, I just think as, like, a concept, like, Jason Bateman is very well-liked. Yeah. Um, I like Ozark. I've not watched season two yet because, again, it's just, like, I don't know, people. When things are grim, I don't know if I have the energy sometimes. Life is too fucking short for me to ever watch a single second of Ozark. I would, I won't even watch a fucking trailer of that thing. I don't give, I could not give less of a shit. If Ozark, Ozark were dying in the street <laughs> in human form, I would walk past it. <laughs> I I like Ozark. I think it's a very clever... Like, the first season is a very clever way of exploring the, like, um, normal guy go like, breaks bad and everything type subgenre. But, you know, it's like... We already had Breaking Bad. I don't understand. This is basically Breaking Bad, but it's like, what if 
they were just always despicable people. And, like, it's like... I, uh, I actually have a very long argument for why Breaking Bad, he was always a despicable person. And I was shocked when people were like, he's so bad now. And I'm like, he was always a piece of shit. I hated him. <laughs> I would love to hear that on our Breaking Bad podcast that we're launching in March. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait till the 10-year reunion on that, everyone. I'm going to be like, he was always an asshole. And the 10-year reunion already horrible. passed. We covered it on the site, and it was... Oh. Uh, it was really, really wonderful. I don't think I wrote anything for it. I don't remember. I don't have much of a personal attachment to Breaking Bad, so I'm like... Yeah. But, I'll, I'll still hate it for the 20-year anniversary. There we um, go. So, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel won a bunch of stuff. Tony Shalhoub, Rachel Brosnahan. Um, it won the you know the best the best tv show basically um mm-hmm. ensemble uh comedy series uh and then this is us won uh ense- ensemble drama which frankly isn't a surprise considering how how popular that fucking show is it's so popular and i do not watch it regularly because like i really don't care that much but like you know they all seem very nice i like sterling k brown i like really love mandy moore and i'm just very happy for mandy moore to do anything um yeah agreed you know so it's like this is justice for saves like i'm like she's winning all these awards (laughs) it's the way that they're like we we really slept on saves and like we're happy now i Um, went and saw 47 meters down in a theater Mandy Moore is very important to me. <laughs> She's wonderful and just seems like the <laughs> nicest person. So yep. I'm, I'm happy for her. Oh, yeah. also, I'm super happy for Sandra Oh winning Best Actress in a Drama, which is yes. amazing. And I mean, if you want to talk about like actresses we've stand forever, I have not watched a single second of Grey's Anatomy, but <gasps> her scene in The Princess Diaries is one of my favorite comedic line readings of all time. And I look it up on YouTube at least once a week. <laughs> and I think she's amazing, and I'm very happy for Sandra. And Killing Eve is really wonderful, and everyone should watch it. Gupta. Um, yeah, <laughs> she is... Uh, it's wonderful. I, I can't believe you've never seen an episode of Grace Anatomy. I mean, the first two seasons are masterful television. It looks incredible. I know for a fact if I started, I would be addicted. But it's like like fifth, it's like it's half my life, <laughs> that show. And like it, it's run for like half my life. And I just do not have the time to keep up with everything on TV now and also yeah. watch that much of television. <laughs> the thing about it, though, is that I know people who like jumped in and jumped out and jumped in and jumped out over the years. And like, you, you there is a point where you could stop, though. Like, it, it gets so bad for a while and then it gets okay again. But like, yeah, she's great on that show. Mm-hmm. I, I love, I loved Grey's Anatomy for so long, and she was she was part of the reason. She's also really um, good in Sideways, which is a like a, um, she was like like pe- people did not pay attention to her at all, um, in that Oscar year of two thousand four, and you know she's like really 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 good in that movie. So you know people pay pay attention to Sandra. Yeah, she's really ascendant right now. This is certainly Sandra O's uh, imperial phase, and I am thrilled by it and i hope it translates into like movie work like more movie work so i I hope so too she's so um like capable of doing a ton of different genres i mean killing eve alone is like a really compelling spy thriller but also a comedy and also like a lesbian romance so it's like it's like put her in any of those three genres and i'll be happy yeah general like seriously if you look at her career she has done every genre and it, it like it she's on every genre like and always done it well i cannot think of a bad performance from her she's been in bad movies don't get mm. me wrong 
but she is always interesting and you always are like happy to see her. She totally deserves to be like having like it being in her imperial phase. Now that the Anne Hathaway just announced this week that they're developing Princess Diaries 3, I'm like, okay, Sandra O's third lead reprising her part as Principal Gupta. It's like, this is what has to happen. <laughs> what a wild character to return. <laughs> it better happen. I mean, like, no offense to Heather Matarazzo, like her too, but you know what? We don't need her anymore. We need Sandra O. <laughs> she basically quit acting. It's There's a space for her. Um, yeah, that's basically it. Although Glow won for stunt ensemble um, for television, which, I mean, I'm not going to argue with that. Yeah, it seems it makes sense. Yeah, you know, those... That, those actresses are really throwing each other around the state. The, that that ring, you know, that seems hard. Yeah, that show gave me a new appreciation for wrestling. I feel like if half the people on that, that um, are right for the site listen to this, they're going to, like, try to rope me into their wrestling world. And I'm like, no, 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 no. But it gave me a new respect for the art of wrestling. And I'm, yeah. So that's yeah. that's the power of that show. Yeah, same. Um, and that's, those are the categories. Um Sags are sags are wild. Sags are fun. God bless the sags. I, I had to ask actually. I meant to start to say this at the beginning of the episode. Um, so this was for me. I think the first time since gen- since I started really following the Oscars, which is a, like two thousand two ish, that I did not watch the sags. Like, ha- is this like the same situation for you, or do- have you skipped the sags in the past as well? Well, I don't have cable, so I have to skip the sags. <laughs> oh, that's true. I forgot yeah. that it's on TNT and like not an easily streamable. Um, nope, network. it's not like the critics critics awards where it's on the CW. Um, yeah, I can't watch it, and I I would like to because they're generally when I do happen to be around television and it's on, I, I, they're on pleasant award show. You know, they get. I think it understands more than most how uh, a host should function realistically mm-hmm. um and all of the actors are they, they feel comfortable in that room i think um and i they, like the 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 speeches are always pretty good because it's like the final time they're getting to say it before the oscars and the oscars speech can often feel a little stilted because it's been over practiced so much by that point usually mm-hmm. um and i don't know i always like the energy of the sags and i i like i would have loved to watch it but um Rent Live was on, and also I don't have cable, so. And Rent Live was more important, to be honest. Like, so it's okay. Yeah. In that Sophie's Choice, I would have certainly chosen Rent Live. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it really redefined. There's only before Rent Live and after Rent Live. Television's <laughs> changed forever. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the, a, AC, the, the BC AD for me is certainly... Um, the sound of music live that I I'll never forget it. <laughs> um, I'm just chasing the high of, of how bad that was for the rest of my life. Um, yeah, that's, that's the SAG awards. Um, and that's the note we're ending on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies to the Carrie Underwood fans. No, in the world. No. I, I like her, her music, but she, she deserves every piece of she, like bad, bad take she got on that. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it for the SAG awards. Um, in the next two days from now basically or maybe three um we are going to start posting those um category specific episodes that i talked about at at the throughout and top of the show um you should listen to that i think we're going to start with um what are we starting with i think think it's it's, yeah original and adapted screenplay we're pairing some of them up because we can't do 24 or whatever it is that would be you know i have a job (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah we're gonna do screenplays first and then 
um, we'll just go through all the awards from there. Um, and those will come up every every couple days or so. So this is basically, that's going to be the Oscar podcast for the rest of the, the season, essentially, until the post-Oscar podcast. Um, so yeah, look for those every couple days. They're short and sweet. Um, and thanks for listening. Bye, everyone.